Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. My ultimate star, third split, 27-9. He's often gone at the top of the lane, Mac Da Vinci. Opened up with a lead of six metres. Gerardas Delight, clearing heels and wheels, trying to run down Mac Da Vinci. It's Mac Da Vinci in front. Gerardas Delight trying her heart out. But Mac Da Vinci goes all of the way. Mac Da Vinci scores, beating home Gerardas Delight third. Oh, Not the fairy tale ending for Gerardas Delight, but she was so game and brave. And uh, Mac Da Vinci, Chris, uh, his form tapered off, off for a while, but he's back in the zone again. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. It'll be interesting to see how much he can, you know, continue to work his game uh, in the next couple of months, uh, Mac Da Vinci, because... Uh, he was the star at the end of last year, right throughout our summer carnival. They elected to take him back to Sydney. Things just didn't go to plan down there. But he's here and he's happy in Brisbane with Shane Graham. So he could be the uh, the, the number one free-for-alder in the, in the coming months because uh, he just loves it here at Albion Park and he just races so well. And that was evident there on Saturday night. Gerardo's delight. Finishes her Albion Park career with a second placing. She was terrific. She'll start on Saturday night in the Ranji Bill, the feature mares race in Sydney this week, under the care of Jack Trainer, and then uh, that'll be pretty much her career. She'll go off to the uh, the breeding barn, and uh, she'll be uh, entering the next phase of her career. But uh, some really good racing, and there was a horse on Friday night that was just stunning here, Steve. A three-year-old paced the mile in one fifty-one six. Two horses have gone quicker as a three-year-old at Albion Park. Uh, one change being one of those, and the other one being crunch time. They've both paced the mile here at Albion Park in 51-1 previously. So he's getting into rarefied air. Captain Shuffles, his name, and he was just brilliant there going all the way on, on Friday night. So there's some big races just around the corner, including the Q-Bread Triad, and I'm sure that's going to be a big target for him. Yeah, I did happen to see that race. Uh, the second horse, Chris, um, is that Lethan Byrne was just as brave. Yeah. Uh, had to do it the tough way, didn't it, outside, and they, they just ripped home. They what they beat the rest by about 26 and a half metres there. Yeah, it was a huge margin. They came away. So first and second, really good. But Lethan Burns a little bit older than, than Captain Shuffles. But for a three-year-old to rate that sort of time, that's stunning. Mm. So I want to talk more about it. Nathan Dawson is about to join us, Steve. All right, Nathan's with us now. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. How are you? Good. Did you realise you were going really that quick? Good. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew we were rolling along there. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you know, when that mile came up, I didn't um, think we went that quick. Now, just that was his second run back this campaign. He went really fast time first up. And I suppose those that do the ratings were probably a little caught, you know, shorter off guard with the way he returned. 55 and 5, I think he recorded going uh, first up there at Redcliffe. So to come out and go 51-6, you know, you obviously were confident that, you know, he was capable of going fast time. But that, that probably shocked you a little bit as well. Yeah, it did. Um... Yeah, he went 55 first start at Redcliffe, um, and he did that pretty comfortable. So, you know, we knew we had something there in the tank, but, you know, to come out and run those times, you probably don't expect that. Could he have gone faster? Um, he's a bit green still. I mean, he pricked the ears at the finish there, but if something was coming at him, you know, nothing would have got past him. So where does this guy sit for you now, Nathan? Because you're the regular driver of Teddy Disco, the week prior, he went 52 and changed, three wide to the breeze. So this guy, who, who's very lightly raced, still very green, as you said, you know, uh, how far can he go? 
Yeah, he's right up there with, you know, the better ones. So um, he's going to go a long way with his career. As you said, he's only just starting off. So, you know, no one really knows yet. Okay. Will he push towards the triad? Yeah, he will. I think that's his next aim. So he's got to go through the um, heats and then we'll go from there. Okay. So he'll start this Friday coming. Do you then have a, a difficult decision to make or are you locked in with Teddy Disco? Um, I'm pretty locked in with Teddy. Um, you know, he's been good to me and I've had good success with him. So, you know, Teddy's just as good a horse. So, you know, probably the horse with the right barrier if they get to the finals for one. Okay. Is Teddy Disco the horse to beat in that three-year-old Colton Gildings division? You'd think so. There's him, you know, Danger Zone. I think he's going for it as well. So there's a good bunch of horses for it. So there's, there's not really one standout, I don't think. Okay, so Teddy Disco is in front, hypothetically, and uh, Captain Shuffles is sitting right on the back of Teddy Disco. How does that play out? Yeah, um, Teddy, you know, he just keeps whacking away. Um, You know, if he's on the back of me, he probably gets me for speed, I reckon. But um, Teddy, you know, if he he can run a good mile, so, you know, it's probably hard to say who who would get who. But, you know, I'd like to be driving either of them. Did Teddy Disco surprise you with that uh, thumping victory a couple of weeks ago now? Um, I wouldn't say surprised me, but, you know, the time he run, um, you know, and the amount of work he did, um, yeah, that did. But um, not the t- um, not like the win itself, but as I said, the time was good and the amount of work he had to do. Yeah, you asked a bit of him that night. Yeah, I got a bit worried down the back there. Um, you know, I wasn't travelling that good, but... To his credit, we kept whacking away. When he straightened up, he, he got away from them. All right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to there with those three-year-olds. But just talking about Captain Shuffles, you're going to partner with his full brother later today at Albion Park, Frankie Ferocious. Uh, he's had three starts, two victories. He was off the break when he was able to score first up. You didn't sit behind him that night, but you're back, uh, back behind him again today. What are the expectations with this guy? Um, he's a good horse with very good ability, but um, he's very green and sometimes his manners can get him beat. But, you know, he's getting better each start and if he can learn to race and settle, um, he'll be a nice horse. So is he very similar then to his older full brother and Captain Shuffles? Yeah, he, he is. Um, he's probably a bit better gated than Captain Shuffles as a two-year-old, but um, he's definitely got a lot of ability there. Okay. Do you expect to win this race today with him? Um, I think so. I think he's got the ability to, but we also got to keep in mind that, you know, you don't want to send him off his head to the final. Yeah. This two-year-old division seems a little bit more open. There's a number of talented types getting around. So how do you think Frankie Ferocious measures up right now? I do think he's one of the better ones. Um, I've always had a big opinion of him ever since I got my first drive on him, but um, you know, as I said, he, his manners have got to come along if he wants to mix it with the top ones. Okay. Well, we look forward to Frankie Ferocious today. I want to go through these other triad drives that you've got today. Wandari Delight in race four, first heat for the two-year-old fillies. Uh, pleasing first up third. She lands the ace today. Can she force her way into that group one final in a, in a couple of weeks? Um, I'd like to hope so. Um, you know, her trials have been pretty hit and miss, but her um, first start run was quite good. So if she improves on that, I think she can. Okay. One of the key runners for you today, apart from Frankie Ferocious, happens to be the stable mate of Frankie Ferocious, the Philly Waterline. 
She's first up. She's had the three runs. She's a daughter of betting line. She's beautifully bred. Uh, she's had a couple of trials, and this has been the grand final for some time. What are you expecting today? Yeah, I expect her to run a good race. Um, she's quite a nice mare too, um, so, or filly. So, you know, I expect her to run a good race. And the best thing about her is, um, you know, she's versatile and she has very good manners. Mm. Barrier three. Is it a little sticky on paper? You've got speed to your inside, you've got pace to your outside. How does this play out early? Yeah, it's a bit tricky, but we've got good gate speed. So, you know, we're going to have to drive a confident race and just see where we end up. Okay. Is she capable of scoring first up today off those trials? Yeah, I was pretty happy with her first up trial. She was very good. Um, second up trial, she just felt it a little bit, but they um, say her work's been very good this week. So, you know, they're very, very wrong. Um, you know, they're never very far off the mark, so... Okay. The Grogmother's going to be one of the major rivals here, and you drove her recently in a trial. How did she feel? Yeah, she felt good. She's come back better than um, what she was. Um, you know, she's a bit fresh, but um, I think that trial will do a world of good. All right. Well, that promises to be a good race there. And the other triad heat, you're down to drive Carter Grand. You've been with this guy all the way through. He, he, he seems like he's getting stronger every time he steps out. Do you have, you know, good expectations here today? Yeah, I do. I have good expectations for him. Um, I quite like the horse. Um, every time he gets, you know, gets another race, he gets better. So he's, he's gone from running 2.16 to his first edge down to 55. So he's come a long way and he keeps getting better all the time. Okay, you've got some speed drawn to your inside. Your guy's got good early speed. How does it play out going into that first turn? Yeah, we'll be coming out hard. Um, you know, and see where we end up. I'd like to try and get across and try and dictate the race to our terms. So, you know, I'll just have to see what happens early. All right. You've got a number of other drives today, but which one is the standout drive for you? Which one are you most looking forward to? Um, I'd say Frankie Ferocious. Um, you know, I've got a lot of time for him and, you know, I'll have to see how he goes with his manners, but he's probably the one. Okay, race five, number six, Frankie Ferocious. Nathan, as always, appreciate the time. Best of luck today and over the next couple of weeks with these big Q-bred features just around the corner. Thanks, Chris. Five metres, Lethenburn goes back to the inside trying to make ground, but Captain Shuffles is strong. Lethenburn's trying hard. Captain Shuffles all the way. Captain Shuffles... Mobile Rolling on Radio Town. Chris, just remind me of that horse that was impressive there in New Zealand on Friday night that you mentioned on Friday morning. Oh, Alta Meteor. Mm. Uh, he's a two-year-old. Yeah, he was super. He won by about eight lengths there on Friday night, Steve. And as I said, uh, in the lead-up to that, uh, there's been some huge money offers uh, from Australian interests for this guy. But at this stage, I think connections are going to hold firm and they're going to retain this horse, Alta Meteor. So there's a lot to, to look forward to. They've got the size stakes coming up towards the end of the year with him. And then they've got all the three-year-old features next year. So... Uh, he's a beautifully bred horse, and he looks like he's getting better each and every time he steps out. So we'll keep following him with interest. Uh, Alta Medial, copy that, Steve. I can report on him. Uh, spoke with Merv Butterworth across the weekend, the owner of Copy That, the reigning New Zealand Cup champ. He had his first trial back following that injury that he sustained in Melbourne. He finished second in a trial. They're going to trial him again, uh, and then they're hopeful that the Spring Cup will stand up. But there's no guarantee that race will go ahead just through lack of numbers for that race to get off the ground. So it's a little disappointing. It's a little frustrating, Merv said, but uh, that's the race that they're going to target for, for him first up. Copy that. Uh, if not, 
Uh, they'll just have to go back to the drawing board and find a, a suitable race to kick off his campaign. But the Victoria Cup is on the uh, the radar, and then they'll go back to New Zealand after the Victoria Cup and, uh, you know, have another shot at the New Zealand Cup. So that's the immediate plan with Copy That, but he's come through that workout really good, so he's probably likely to trial or have another workout as they call him over there at the end of this week. So we'll keep uh, watching him. The All-Stars horses, they're back in full work, but at this stage, uh, still a couple of weeks away from getting back to the trials and workouts. Let's try and find a winner today. Racetrack Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Where do we find the best bet on this 10-race program? Well, we're going to head to race five, number six, Frankie Ferocious. He just had Nathan on there, and the boy Wonder, he just stole my thunder. So, he, look, this uh, Frankie Ferocious, he's a rookie pacer. He's one, two from three, as Nathan said. He's still a little bit green, but he couldn't have been any more impressive with his return at uh, Albion Park uh, over that trip uh, on the 29th of July. Now, that was his first start back since early May, and on that occasion, he scored easily, and he ran really good time. He's going to strip a lot fitter today, and he's come back bigger and better. So uh, I think, look, the other thing is, he's a full brother, as Nathan mentioned, and yourself mentioned, the Captain Shuffles, and he set the bar high last week here on Friday when he ran a 151.6. So I think Ben Crosby, Nathan Dawson can combine again. We're looking at race five, number six, Frankie Ferocious. Okay, first leg of the quaddy as well, so we can go one out there and play a little bit uh, wider in those other legs. Yeah, yep, standing out there. I think he's. Uh, I think the one from the other, the the same stable waterline in the fillies in the triad. She's she's looking pretty good too. Yeah, well, well, it's a good program today with these heats of the triad. I know we've got uh, three-year-old heats coming up on Friday night, but uh, it's a good card today. Yeah, yeah, very good, and as I said, looking to Friday as well. And uh, let's hope today that uh, Grant Dixon can get closer to the 5,000 mark, if not crack it. Yeah, well, he's got a number of key drives today. Cheerleader in race number four looks a, a good opportunity for him. Uh, he's got Mr. Domingo, who's up against Frankie Ferocious. Uh, a couple of other good drives there for Grant as well in those triad heats. Uh, Freya, who goes around in race seven. And uh, then he's got uh, Chief Juge on in, in race number eight. So there's a few opportunities for Grant. He's three shy of that magical... 5,000 win mark, so hopefully it's uh, sooner rather than later, but it looks like it will be this week. Yep, this week for sure, I'd say. Okay. Ralphie, appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris. Racetrack Ralphie joining us. And they turn home, 124. They're in the stretch of the Hamiltonian. Rebuff trying to hold them off. Temporal Hanover on the outside pours it on. Here is Cool Papa Bell, Joviality on the inside, and Jiggy jogging a wild finish here. Temporal Hanover, Cool Papa Bell, Joviality on the inside, Cool Papa Bell at 50 to 1. Cool Papa Bell, then Joviality. Then Temporal Hanover and Jiggy Jog. Cool Papa Bell and the Hot Toddy in 151 and 3. A Hamiltonian shocker. Hot Toddy, you gotta love it, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, we can't track down Toddy. He's flat out over there in America. But I want to talk to his dad because I'm sure he's as proud as Punch and he'd be all swelled up after listening to that replay. I'm sure he's watched it and listened to it a million times since the weekend. But Johnny McCarthy joins us online now. John, congratulations. Uh, you must be so proud right now. Good morning, Chris. How you going? No, mate, I, I get goosebumps when you played it then. Um, yeah, it's pre pretty special race to win. And, um, 
Yeah, we were, we were cheering pretty hard um, watching it. Yeah. Steve, for, for those that don't know, the Hambletonian is the biggest trotting race on the North American calendar. The McCarthy boys have now won two of the last three. Andy did it a couple of years ago with Ramona Hill. She was heavily favoured to win that, and she delivered with Andy sitting behind her. And then on, on the weekend just gone, Toddy pops up with a victory on a 50-to-1 shot. Cool Papa Villas, the caller just said, charging down the outside to score. And, John, when you look back at that replay, it was a beautiful drive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good drive. But, you know, he only picked up that drive late, and um, uh, Brian Sears took joviality and... Um, you know, he, 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 I don't think when he told me he had a drive in it that he really gave himself too much of a hope, like it was 100 to 1 or whatever it was. And, um, you know, he drove it like 100 to 1 shot, as you should do when you're those odds. Just keep punching the fence. And, um, you know, it turned out unreal for him. It opened up there at the end. But, you know, he has, you know, he's got a little bit of a knack of getting horses to run quick. So um, on that one, just punching the fence worked out good for it. And he's always had that knack to get horses to, to, to get up on the bit and get moving. But the most impressive part about it, he's won the North America Cup earlier this year with Noel Daly and Pebble Beach. And now he's won the Hambletonian with Jim Campbell. I went through the record books. Only one driver prior to Todd achieving this feat on the weekend have won the North America Cup and the Hambletonian in the same year. And we're talking about probably the greatest of all time in John Campbell. He achieved the feat back in 1995. He is in very illustrious company. <laughs> he is. And um, and even though, um, you know, and also John Campbell being the president of the Hambo, his mm. brother was the horse, uh, that was the horse that Todd drove for his brother, Jim. So, um, you know, it was pretty, pretty special that win, you know, all around. Yeah, absolutely. And it was Jim that provided John with one of his Hambo winners in, in Taglia Blue back in, in 1995. Just... Paint the picture for me, John. With the time difference uh, and, and that meeting, the Hambo meeting being during the day, what time did you and Narelle get up and, and tune in with the computer and start watching these big races? Oh, it was around about 4.30, but um, the actual Hambo wasn't at, on itself till after 8 o'clock, I think. But um, we just wanted to watch the lead-up races because there were some good lead-up races and Todd also won a... Another quite a good race, 165,000. It, it was also on a long shot, 51 or something like that. So um, we watched that one, and then Andy got up and won the Jim Doherty Memorial, and that was a 365. So, um, you know, they had a good day. It was uh, worthwhile getting up at 4.30 to watch it. But um, I'll be honest, we didn't really give Todd a chance in that. And Andrew said he drew the 10-hole with the one he had. And... Um, he said, well, pretty much, you know, we're pushing it up uphill to um, get a check even. But, um, yeah, so it made it that much more special. And I think it always is in any race. If you're not expecting to win and you win, um, you know, like Pebble Beach was the favourite for the Canadian race. So uh, we sort of expected him to win. And sometimes it's just more pressure on you when you're the favourite. You just don't want to, you know, sort of muck it up. But um, when you're on a long shot, you can just sort of, put them to sleep on the fence and, and just relax. And if it happens, it happens. Mm. You're right, though. It was a big day for the boys. So Andy claims that big race with Instagram model and Toddy lands a double, both on 50 to 1 shots. So I'm, I'm just trying to imagine it. You and Rel sitting around the kitchen table, having a cup of tea, watching the boys do their thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that, when the handbell was on, when he got off the fence and he looked like he was going to run into it, <laughs> they probably could hear us yelling over there from here. We were screaming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it doesn't get much better than that, Chris. And, um, you know, for him to um, get those couple of wins so quickly. But, you know, a lot of work goes in. Like, Andrew's been there 13 years. And, um, you know, when he went over, he... Andy sort of jacked him up a lot of drives straight away. And um, as with Dexter, when Dexter went over, he lived with Andrew for nearly a year, I think. And um, anything that Andrew was picking off, Dexter was getting. And look how he got, he just went gangbusters. So, um, you know, and Todd's done the same. So, no, and, you know, he was suited to that style of racing. Um, I don't know how many fines he got here for leading back. You could nearly buy a car with him, you know. And, um <laughs> But he kept, I used to say to him, mate, you're going to have to sit up. I just keep taking your money. He said, but that's the way I drive that, you know. And um, and as it's turned out, now look, you know, like that's how he drives and he's one of the best now. So, mm. yeah. I'm glad you raised that point with Andy, though, because in many ways we're seeing all this success for Todd and, and Dexter. And, and, you know, they're right up there as far as the best drivers in the world right now. But Andy's played a really significant role. In many ways, he's been a trailblazer for these guys to, to get up there and, and do what they're doing now. That's exactly right, Chris. He's done the hard yards. And, um, you know, I think the first, he only really went over there to, you know, he used to shoe all my horses in Brisbane, but um, he said, oh, I'll go and learn a bit more. And, and then he, I think the first year he might have, might have only drove 11, I think. And then the second year, I think he drove 20 and then 30. And, and he sort of like, just kept chipping away and he'd go out to Poconos and, um, you know, that's a that's a good two-hour drive out there. It's sort of like driving from Sydney to Bathurst, I suppose. And, you know, they race, well, I don't know, four or five nights a week. And, um, you know, he just kept going out there and going out there. And um, and finally it started to turn for him. And, um, yeah, so he, he sort of got the name there. And, and, um, and when the boys went over, like Dexter and Todd, it was just that much easier because... Now, Andrew was already sort of like when Todd went, he was probably in the top 10 drivers in America. So um, anything he picked off, he could talk the trainers into putting the boys on. Yeah, he's opened so many doors. There's no doubt about that. Just looking at the boys' stats so far this year, Toddy's had over 186 winners, uh, earnings of $4.4 million. Still plenty more to come as well with all these big features just around the corner. Andy's had 160-plus winners, 3.5. And you look back at last year, Toddy had 337 winners, 7.4 million, and Andy had 315, 8.7 million. Last year, Toddy picked up that really uh, prestigious award, the Rising Star Award, and he's certainly gone on, hasn't he? He has, he has. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of good... Tr- well, Noel Daly especially, he's... We always say he's like their father over there. He looks after him that well. And, um, you know, but he's got some good stables to drive for. He drives with Brett Pelling and... Um, you know, Brett's going gangbusters and, uh, you know, like Nifty Norman and lots of different ones, Tony Alanya and whatnot. But um, he's not tied down to one stable, so he's, um, you know, he can sort of just drive for wherever he wants, just try and pick the best one on the day. Mm. Tell me this, John. Uh, You've reached the heights. You've scaled the heights here in Australia. You've had some absolute superstars. The champion that comes to mind is Be Good Johnny. You and Rel, uh, has has there been any sort of thought process about, you know, um, doing a, a bit of a, a double life, so to speak, where you spend a bit of time over there in the summer, 
following the boys around and then you come back here and then you can follow Luke around. And I know your daughter Jodie's here with a few kids. Have you sort of thought about semi-retiring or retiring and just following the, the boys around a little bit? Yeah, we have Chris and, um, you know, Noel and I only work in about eight at the moment, so which is a good number for us. We're sort of half semi-retired in a way now, but, um, you know, eventually we'll, um, you know, you know, we'll probably sell our place here and we'll just try, try and do, you know, we've got grandkids over there as well. So, um, you know, they're, they're growing up as fast as anything. And so we'd like to spend a bit of time there and a bit of time here. And, um, you know, I'd like to even train one over there from there for, you know, three or four or five months and then come back. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that's what we really have to do if we want to see our, our grandkids grow up in America. So, um we just got to spread ourselves around while we, you know, while, while you are healthy enough and, and you can do it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You want to enjoy it now. Exactly, you know, and you know, we're not old, old by any means, but um, you know, like if you know, we sort of look maybe for the next ten or fifteen years if we can do that, and um, you know, just it'll be a good lifestyle. Hopefully, I won't see a winter again, and um, <laughs> you know, eventually <laughs> dodge a winter here and. Um, you know, that's that's the grand plan and, you know, maybe one day we might have we've talked about going back to Queensland when retirement comes. So, uh, you know, it gets pretty darn cold down this way. So, um, but, but we loved Queensland while we were there and, um, you know, honestly, like, if the kids had to move back, we'd probably still be there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know you, you and Norella are big with the family and you see those scenes from the weekend up in North America. There was that shot that was taken and he's out of the bike with Todd and, you know, they're great scenes. They're great pictures. And then, you know, the presentation's underway and there's Andy's boys running out to greet Todd. Like, that's something that you and Real can be part of. Oh, you know, I was there when um, Andrew won the Jugette. Um, and um, I'm actually trying to get over there for the Jug this year because uh, Toddy will have uh, Pebble Beach in it. But, um, you know, trying to get over there to do that. But um, I think, you know, after the handboat, Andrew must have just... Got off his horse and went in the change room and ran it straight away. I think he was more excited <laughs> than Todd. So um, he said, "I feel like I've won it," you know. So um, yeah, that's pretty special. And they get on really good. And and all the boys have done all the years, you know. Even when we we're in Brisbane and Luke and Andy were driving, like there's no jealousy or anything. They're just pleased for one another. Mm. Have you spoken to Luke since the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Luke. Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty ecstatic. So. Um, no, they've all, you know, they've all won big races now. They've all, they've all done extremely well, and um, yeah, I'm just run out of drivers now. I can't get Luke anymore. He's too busy. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit sad the day Todd went over, but you got to, um, you know, as your kids have all got to run their own race in life. So um, you know, I had to go back and do a bit of driving myself. I might have to pull Jody up, get her a license, and so, so she can help me. <laughs> She used to do well, fast work. In, she used to do fast work in Brisbane and went past him most of the times when she was driving. And so maybe I'll get her a, a Guernsey and give her a go. Yeah, and just on Todd, that was one thing. Uh, growing up, we've all heard so many stories about Todd when he was growing up. Didn't show a great deal of interest, but when you threw him on a horse to drive, uh, that you just thought needed that little bit of a, a boost. Um, Toddy got the best out of him, and uh, he was a natural. But, uh, you know, like any sort of young teenager, he was a bit, you know, oh, I don't know if this is for me, but uh, the, the talent was always there. Yeah, no, he, he could always make a horse run fast, you know, like we'd be doing work at home and 
you know, I might put him on the worst one. We nearly had the big. We lost you. Yeah, it's a bit of a fascinating point too. <laughs> um, yeah. You still with us, John? No, we've lost him, Chris. Yeah, we'll see if we can get him back. Yeah, we'll try and get John. I hearing the end of that story. Mm, yeah, same. No. But it, it, it's so fascinating, uh, Steve, that, you know, all of these boys, Luke, Andy, Todd, they've won some of the biggest races. Like, Luke went up there. He drove probably the best trotter that we've seen, you know, and some would say of all time in Muscle Hill. He won the World Trotting Derby. Andy sat behind Muscle Hill, won a few races with him. Todd's on this incredible wave at the moment. You know, horses like, you know, Cool Papa Bill winning the Hambletonian. He's got the best three-year-old. We spoke to Noel a couple of weeks ago now uh, in Pebble Beach, and he's driving Alley Wag Hanover. So, uh, you know, it's just incredible that these guys are having this success. But John's back with us. John, just tell us the story about Todd when he was, you know, uh, in those teenage years and you, you know, wanted to get something to, to go a bit in track work. What was, what was the story there? Oh, we used to have to um, say to him, come on, mate, come give us a bit of a hand. We're stuck today. But he never really, he wasn't really into it, I've got to say. He loved his motorbikes and whatnot. But, um, yeah, anyway, he, um, you know, he could always get a horse to run fast. And, um, and 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 I suppose at the end of the day, you know, like when he started really driving, um, then he sort of started to realise he could make a bit of money out of it too. So that was a bit of a bonus for him because... Um, you know, he likes <laughs> he likes making a bit of money. So, John, just elaborate. Why, in your opinion, could he make horses run fast? Why? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And um, and and he can get them off the gate quicker than most people. Like you know, even over there, like he he can whip them off the gate. And I say to him sometimes, "How do you do that?" And he said, "I don't know, Dad. It's just timing. I think." You what know, sort of physique he, has he got, John? Ah, uh, yeah, he's not. He's quite, he's skinny, but he's, you know, he's a little bit tall. Um, probably him and Dexter are similar in build. Like, if you change their colours in a race, I'd be flat out picking which one's which. But, um, yeah, that's sort of that sleek, skinny build. He lost a lot of weight before he went. So, um, when he was a kid, he was always a little bit chubby. But, um, no, yeah, I, I don't know. He just gets him, he just gets him to run along quick, you know. Mm. He's just got a knack at it. And, and that's something that he's been really conscious of for some time he wanted to have that sort of physique that you know fit the horse and uh, he worked, worked really hard when he was driving down here and he had that great success with Tiger Tara but he always worked hard and he's obviously maintaining that up there as well yeah he did he um he, he worked at it you know he had his own little gym there and that and he, he, he was conscious of it but you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer it is a big thing myself you know I think you, they're going to be light you know it's um it only makes sense so um yeah, I think the only ones that disagree with you are the big fellas. So, um, yeah, like over there, they're all they're all similar sizes. Those guys. Yeah, and you obviously talk to the boys regularly. So, are they are they enjoying it? I know it's easy to say, oh yeah, absolutely, because the results are there. But are they enjoying it? Because it, it, it's a grind. It's a grind, and uh, you know, there's a bit of pressure. Um, you know, like if you're not performing, you're not getting the drives. So. Um, you know, there's a bit of pressure there, probably more than you think. But um, Todd's sort of he's he's pretty laid back, so he sort of, he takes the attitude. Oh well, if you lose a drive on one, you'll pick one up on another. But um, yeah, that that's the main thing. If you're out of form, you know, you're not you're not getting too many drives. But you know, they're lucky enough that 
they are in form and they get some good horses to drive. And, you know, as you know, it, it, it's easy to drive the good ones. It's, um, yeah, like it, it's easy to get drives when it's like that. Yeah. They've still got a lot of big races coming up. A little brown jug, you mentioned that. Hopefully you and Rill can get up there and cheer on the boys there. Pebble Beach is going to be one of the stars, if not the star for that race. And then all those big features still to run in Kentucky, in, in, in Kentucky including the maturity. So there's still a lot of room as, as far as big purse earnings are concerned before the end of the year. Yeah. Well, even after the Hambo, they jumped on a little plane and flew out to Kentucky. Actually, I think Brittany was on that plane. And, um, you know, there was no time. Within an hour, they were on a plane to Kentucky after the Hambo, pretty much. And then they've just drove again there today. But uh, I think they both drove couple of winners out there on day one and day two eighty thousand dollar races so you know they they just chase the the stakes the stakes races this time of year and that's when they make the most of their money because um it, like as you know they have a couple of months off um over christmas our christmas because it's um they're not racing over there then so um you know they've got to got to, got to sort of make hay while the sun shines and just chase all the good races yeah, absolutely. And just on Noel, I know he's a great family friend, but uh, he made the move back to Australia. It didn't work out, but he's gone back there. Tell you what, it's been it's been probably the best move he's done, going back and getting straight back into the action over there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he, he wasn't that happy here, really, when he came home. Like, he'd been there quite a long time, 20-odd years or whatever. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, it was just hard. You know, he was just training for one owner and... Um, yeah, and, and and he had to rebuild a whole stable, and I think he just got homesick really for for America. And um, yeah, it's the best movie he ever made uh, going back because he um, picked up a lot of his old clients and, um, and and a lot of his old workers came back and worked for him. But uh, you know, it was a costly exercise, but um, it's starting to pay off for him now. He's bouncing back. Yeah, well, he's got a couple of nice ones. Well, Pebble Beach, and he was the caretaker trainer. You could say of Bulldog Hanover, who went the world record. So it's a it's a, you know, not a bad one to have in the stable. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, he had him for those four runs, and you know, he, he won all four. So he's, um, yeah, you know, he, he's a pretty special horse. That one. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Now, tell me before before I let you go, Toddy. I know he's always been, uh, you know, a big fan of the uh, the engines as far as the uh, the, the motor cars are concerned. W- what's he driving right now? Do you know? <laughs> he's um. Uh, I think he, he he really lashed out and bought himself a Porsche, but um, <laughs> me and his me and his mother said, oh, you don't need that. But um, you, you know him as well as anything. He, he just loves cars, and he said, well, that's my enjoyment. And um, yeah, so he's uh, he, he likes he likes um, he likes cars and planes and all that sort of stuff. And um, you know, he, he's talking about getting his plane license this uh, he, they're, they're winter, so um. I'm tipping he'll be getting that, so that'll probably be the next thing. Uh, he, he likes horsepower, but uh, just of a little bit of different variety when he's not on the track, uh, sitting behind them. Yeah, yeah. No, he really loves it over there. He said he's, um, you know, he's bought a house and um, he's, he's got a green card now, so he can stay there. And you know, he's, uh, he said, I just love it, Dad. You know, it's, um, it's his style because you know he wasn't really into the training side of it, but. Um, so, uh, yeah, it suits him right down to the ground. All right. And Andy and Kat and the boys, are they, they're happy over there as well? 
Oh yeah, they're good. You know, the boys are getting bigger and you know, they play baseball and all those um, stuff and got their little American accents. So no, they're they're really good. The boys and um, Cat and Andy, they're just um, just busy, busy too. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Ollie and Finn. Yep, Ollie and Finn. Yep. All right. Well, yep. hopefully you can get up there with Rel for the little brown jug, and yeah, who knows? You might be able to do a little bit of both. Uh, spend six months up there in the warmer climate, and then come back here for the warmer climate, and so you don't have to see those winners like you said. <laughs> That's it. Narelle's just got back actually. She's been over there, so um, uh, she went over for a month, and you know she was there for the North American Cup. She wasn't actually in Canada, but she was over there at the time with Cat and the boys, and. Um, yeah, so I couldn't go because we had all the floods on then. And, um, yeah, we've had a horrendous time with the floods. We've had four floods this year, so it's not much fun. But um, hopefully they're all gone now and um, we, we never get another one for a while. Yeah, too right, too right. John, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, great success from the boys across the weekend. Uh, Toddy picking up the Hambo joins Andy as a Hambo winner. Like I said, it's a, it's a, a race steeped in history. First stage back in 1926. The boys have won two of the last three. Who knows? They might even do it again next year. Yeah, you never know. And, you know, it's good for the Aussies, you know, like um, they, they, they're all getting a... You know, there'll be others go too eventually. You know, there's some there's some really good young drivers here, and I'm sure there's um, you know, just in Sydney alone, you've got um Cameron Hart and Jack Kelling, and and I've got no doubt both of those boys could um crack it over there as well. So who knows? We might see more of them over there eventually. Yeah. Well, just on that, do you, do you think the locals up there are getting a little jealous now at the success of Toddy and Andy and Dex? <laughs> oh, they'd have to be a little bit, but they probably don't say anything. But um. You know, some, in every business, there's a changing of the guard. And um, some of the guys are getting a little bit older. And, um, you know, like it, it just happens. It happens here. It happens everywhere. And, um, you know, it's just, you can't get jealous of the young ones. But some of these young ones, like there are some really, really good drivers everywhere all over Australia at the moment. But um, there's, a, you know, a couple here that really would suit that style of racing over there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, really appreciate it. Uh, stay safe and well. Uh, I think you've got to run a later today, so good luck. Hopefully you find the winner's circle and uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris.